Genesis 39, and we're going to begin our reading in verse 1 here in a few moments, and I'd like to build a case for something, and then... Um, and then I'm going to ask if there would be volunteers that would want to help in a project. And uh, this is going to be a little bit of a different devotion. There will be a, a biblical application with gospel advance um, tones. But uh, I'm going to lay something before you that the Lord has laid before me. So um, some of you, most of you know, every once in a while, and I heard, uh, I think it was... Uh, uh, Stephen Frakes yesterday pray for Sermon Audio and CDI, Christian Discipleship International, and Acorn Global Advance. So some, if, there, if you happen to be at all new to our gathering, some of these, except for Sermon Audio, may be uh, somewhat new. Um, we all know what Sermon Audio is, and we're, we're grateful for it. Um, Christian Discipleship International is a correspondence course material, discipleship material that went to all around the world for many years, over 40 years or so. And um, it was, I've been greatly used to the Lord. There's a uniqueness to it. God's blessed it. And it's still being used. It used to be called ROGMA, R-O-G-M-A, Rod of God. And I never can remember what it stands for. Missionaries around the world or Missionary Association or something, R-O-G-M-A. And uh, then it was rebranded a few years ago to Christian Discipleship International. And basically, it's, the, it's a discipleship course that's kind of morphed into a pastoral training venue. So it's, uh, it's uh, gathering CDI participants together in localized places around the world and doing leadership training and pastoral training. It's not always pastors, but Christian leader training. And so uh, our own Dwight Wagner is now the executive director of CDI. Um, but years ago, I started traveling for CDI and been all over the, really all over India, Africa, Southeast Asia, many places for CDI, mainly finding out who's out there and uh, then evaluating their theological positions and, and finding out if it's worth, uh, if it's good to invest in resources and time and training and, and this type thing. And that has connected me with a lot of good people. And as a result of those connections, I would come home from these trips and um, having seen the needs of these that really had no American connection and really no evangelical church doesn't have to be American. Uh, but my specific context was American, uh, had no American contact uh, connection outside of a correspondence course, these places. One of those was Root Sang, uh, Hamar in India, and um, came back from a trip to Southeast Asia and then India, and with a real burden that we'd be a help to him. Um, so we started Acorn Global Advance, and we encourage people to develop income streams above their livelihood to fund gospel projects, which is what an acorn is. An acorn is something that's small and under God's blessing can bring awe and amazement as God is at work. So, uh, so the CDI partnership led to uh, funding projects through Acorn Global Advance, and largely it has been connecting individuals and churches to gospel projects. So, uh, so that's a little bit of the history. Now I want us to go to Genesis 39, and I want to um, 
I want to just lead up to something here. So Genesis 39 says, now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from, from, the, um, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph. That's a striking phrase. I love that phrase. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man, obviously, because the Lord was with Joseph, that he was a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. So it's obvious the blessing of the Lord on Joseph was obvious, even to an unbeliever. His master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. Hmm. So his dependence on the Lord, his walk with the Lord was blessed by God in prospering his actions. Verse four. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer. He, Potiphar, made Joseph overseer of his house, and all that he had he put under his authority. So it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house that all and all that he had, so from that time that Joseph became overseer, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. So not only did Joseph have, have God's blessing, the unbelieving Egyptian's um, environment, his house, was blessed by God because of Joseph. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. And that's interesting that the that God extends that not only in his house, but in his field. So not only his personal belongings, but also his business, okay, his, his um, external ventures. Um, so we could read this text, and it sure appears that, that the presence of Joseph, which was dependent on God, a God-dependent presence of Joseph, prospered Potiphar in material ways. So there was something about the presence of Joseph that God was with that prospered Potiphar. Uh, and the idea would be if Joseph wasn't there, Potiphar would not be prosperous. Um, and then I'm just going to call our attention. I know we, we are very familiar with Acts chapter 2, but I want to draw a parallel to Acts chapter 2. And I'm getting to a point here. In Acts chapter 2, after Pentecost and 3,000 people had trusted Christ as Savior, the Bible describes the four <clears throat> pillars of the early church. The four things that they built their lives on as far as ministry goes. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, and the breaking of bread. And we've commented many times that many of our churches do really well on these three things. Um, and in prayers. And we've also commented many times that we wish our churches or church, church in general would do better with this corporate prayer and in the prayers. Um, but that's key. That's key that. Um, the corporate united prayer was integral 
to what the early church was doing that ended up turning the world upside down. Verse 43, then fear came upon every soul. And that word fear in our modern vernacular would be reverence or awe. Um, and I'm just going to um, give that description of that word fear or awe came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. So there was, as a result of those four things, including the prayers, there was a, a holy reverence. There was an amazement of what God was doing. And specifically, there was Holy Spirit activity in wonders and signs. Verse 44. Now, all who believed were together and had all things in common. So they were marshalling their goods, probably to meet the needs of those who had just been saved. Verse 45, and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So there was, well, let me just, um, I'm just going to skip to verse 47, because there's a parallel between awe in verse 43 and verse 47 praising God and having favor with all the people. That's just amazing. Who in their life is having favor with all the people? But there was widespread affirmation that God is at work. And even if they were Christ deniers, they couldn't, they couldn't deny that there was something going on and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. So all of this equaled people trusting Christ as Savior. One of those things that equal trust in Christ as Savior was this matter in verse 45 of them selling their possessions and goods. So this was not working harder. This was not um, writing checks out of their bank accounts. This was being creative in generating income. They were selling what they had, maybe a shovel in the garage or a cupcake in the oven. or So they were, they were selling their possessions and goods to raise money that they could then disperse to those who had need. So I want to go back to this matter of being God-dependent. Joseph was dependent on the Lord, and it blessed Potiphar. These people in Acts chapter 2 were being dependent on the Lord, demonstrated by their prayers. The result was Holy Spirit activity, and even, we'll say, business or innovation or commerce with a purpose. So the, the purpose of their selling their possessions and goods was not to line their pockets or to have vacation money or to buy a fourth car. It was to benefit those who had need. So there was business for a purpose. And, um, and as a result, this gathering was graced, gifted by God with favor with all the people, and, verse 47, evangelism. So, here's the, here's the parallel. And I, I mentioned uh, the begin, at the very beginning, this matter of CDI and Acorn Global Advance, as a result of connecting people that have uh, means, uh, people that have uh, possessions and belongings that they maybe could translate into help for those in need, um, we've been able to connect and encourage and be a blessing to several through Acorn Global Advance. Some of those are on our prayer call. 
and this is where I kind of want to land the plane here and, uh, and just be, even mention some names of folks that we know and love. And we, many of you on this call, have already been involved in their lives in gracing them with, um, with benefits. So Root Sang in India um, has a, a, a seminary. We were just there for a grad, his second graduation. Dwight and I, and uh, they also have what's called Acorn Home, which is a children's ministry. Um, Isaac Mbunda from Zambia has just received funding from an Acorn, for a, some Acorn donors to start a poultry business, a chicken farm that will generate income for his ministry. It's fascinating. He's got skills in this area. We've been able to help him. This is what we're calling grace businessing. This is, this is taking commerce and, and using it for a purpose. Alexander Leon, um, what a blessing to know that his bookstore has been, uh, and reading room has been funded in Costa Rica as a discipleship tool of his church and in a gospel advance tool in the downtown San Jose, Costa Rica. Um, some of you have been watching, and uh, Joshua Barchu has been on our call. Uh, he's a pastor in, in um, Liberia, and uh, through some ACORN uh, donors, uh, we've been able to uh, help him build a building and get the walls up and the roof on it, and most recently put some wooden or some metal grates on his windows and, and metal doors so that uh, um, people can't get in to do vandalism and so, um, and then even probably most recently, maybe most recently, Mark Guthrie, who's gone to Uganda, uh, many on this call have been a blessing to him. And, um, and he's having an impact on an entire generation of Ugandan students. So, um, largely, these people have been helped by individuals and, and business leaders and uh, we got thinking the other day, what if, since God used, I've got to watch my time here, um, since God used the presence of Joseph to bless Potiphar, the, de the, the dependent Joseph, dependent on God Joseph to bless Potiphar, the dependent on God people in Acts chapter 2 to bring gospel advance through even some creative ways of generating income, um, what if God could use our presence, our praying presence, our God-dependent presence, um, to bless, let's say, bless business, and I think you can see where I'm going with this, to bless income generation as a conduit to bless people in gospel advance? So here's, here's a thought. <clears throat> As we are dependent on God, demonstrating, demonstrated by our prayers, what if we, or what if, not necessarily we, what if a team of praying people could surround a business, an Acts chapter 2 business, in a Genesis 39 way of, um, of encircling a business that has a desire to be in business for the sake of gospel advance? So what if there's a business that would say, we're not here necessarily to get rich. We're here to generate funds for gospel advance. 
And there's a group of people who would say, we're going to pray for you about that. If you're going to be a conduit of funding for gospel advance, we want to be a part of what you're doing. We want to encourage you in what you're doing. Much like Joseph was a blessing to Potiphar and the people in Acts chapter 2 were being used by God in a business capacity to advance the gospel. What if we surrounded a business, a modern business, that has a desire for gospel advance and to be used as a conduit of funding and resources, wouldn't always have have to be money, to be a blessing on the mission field, to be a blessing to those advancing the gospel in in very difficult places. So, um, So... in talking with um, folks about, and I'm just a, I'm just kind of a, um, a networker. Um, we came up with a word of grace businessing, grace businessing. You may have heard of grace giving, based in Second Corinthians chapter eight, um, and where people out of their poverty, out of their poverty, gave an, an incredible offering, uh, gave abundantly. What if there was such a thing as grace businessing to where God, through the prayers of God's people, would bless a business that has a desire to be used for gospel advance? So um, um, we are in the process. And if you happen to get our Acorn Global Advanced Newsletter, you know that we're in the process of this, of developing prayer teams that would then encircle a business and pray for God's blessing on a business who would act as a conduit, a grace, a conduit of grace uh, to bless people like Ruth Sang and Isaac and Alexander and Mark and and others. Um, So um, I would like, to ask this, and we're just going to pray for this, but we're also going to be, be praying today for the advance of the gospel through pulpit ministry this weekend. Um, if you, as an individual, would be interested in being part of a circle of prayer, maybe 10 people gathering around a business, and uh, you would say, Rick, um, count me in. I, I, this model is biblical. Um, I would like to maybe every day pray for one business, that that one business would be blessed by God, a business that is going to act as a conduit of funds for gospel advance or resources for gospel advance. Um, I would be willing to be a part of one of those 10 people to gather around that business every day and pray for the success of that business. Um, I would not probably even be talking about this today, except that over this last week, I've had several businesses contact me and saying, um, I know what Acorn's doing, and I want to be a, would you, would you help me? I want to be a conduit of funds for God's people, and uh, I would be very interested. In fact, I have, it has been an, hasn't even been a sales job. It's just been a people saying, I've heard about what you're doing. I'd like to be involved in this. Um, and some of these people may be joining our call soon. This is, this is just what God is doing right now. And if you would have any interest in being part of a, a, of a group, a small group that would pray for one business every day, um, maybe for a limited amount of time, maybe for three months, and uh, you would, would be interested in that, I'm just going to ask that you let me know. 
And my email address is rick at acornglobal.org. Don't do acornglobal.com because that will get you to a, a, a financial investment company, I think it is. But uh, acornglobal.org, rick at acornglobal.org. And I thought this last week, what better place to find people that would be praying, that would understand corporate prayer enough to pray for a business that desires to be a conduit of resources for gospel advance than this group. So um, um, it's a, it's an intriguing model of God's blessing Pharaoh a Potiphar through Joseph and God blessing gospel advance through early Christians in Acts chapter two. And maybe God could use the praying, the God dependent praying of God's people in 2023 to be a grace, a, a gifting of God's grace to a business that would want to generate funds and resources for gospel advance. 